0: Hello there. Welcome to the Beloved Son Ministry Show, where we who were once only the prodigal children now dare believe that we really are the beloved children of the Father, this Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. So now let us come together, yes, in all of our brokenness, and all of our woundedness, but also in all of our belovedness, to share with one another impact God has had on our lives and the impact that he continues to have in our lives so that our curses may become crosses and our crosses may truly become blessings. So welcome home, my beloved brothers and sisters. Hello, family and friends, boys and girls, and brothers and sisters in Christ. Happy sixth Sunday of Easter. I can't believe in just a short few days we'll be celebrating the Ascension of our Lord when He was ascending into heaven um, on Ascension Thursday, and then ten days later we'll be celebrating Pentecost, that you know we call that the the birthday of the Church, um, because that is the day when the Holy Spirit came down, and on that day we're told that three thousand people were baptized. But we'll talk more about that next week or the week after, I'm sorry. And so, in today's uh, readings, it's a a very beautiful readings, you know. Um, I really like the second reading in the gospel, so I want to talk just a little bit about those two um, and how that could be sort of the focus of our week. Um, In the second reading in St. Peter's um, letter, we're told, always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope But do it with gentleness and reverence keeping your conscience clear so that when you are maligned those who defame your good conduct in christ may themselves be put to shame for it is better to suffer for doing good if that be the will of god than for doing evil right that even christ the son of god suffered for what was good and for god's will and so we as christians should look to him and do the same to always stand up for truth always stand up for what is right and to also point out what is not true and what is not just and what is wrong you know we can't just stand by and say oh someone else will take care of that but no you know we're challenged to to really be the advocate the advocate of the truth um and so you know maybe this week we can ask the lord to give us the strength and the courage to do so whether it may be you know just how we live um at home or on the streets um obviously we're in times when we don't really have much encounter with people um social encounters but but maybe once we start opening up um or maybe even in the the grocery store right how can we how can we show people that we are people of hope a people of of um of faith it's by our actions right by our by our patience in a grocery line by our patience with um the people just all around us and and just showing them what it means to be christian and to never be afraid and never and never be ashamed of of telling people that we're christian right and but our lord also told us t- to do so with reverence and with um gentleness right you know many people i think um who do not believe is because we've had an experience with someone who just to sh- shoved things down their throat right you No, know, our church is the right church and anything else is wrong and 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 that turned people away right but we're told to do so to evangelize to stand up for the truth with gentleness and reverence in a way that we can you know speak the truth without compromising it, but also in a way that others will come to understand. And this is a perfect example of when, you know, we're encouraged to accompany, accompany the people on their journey of faith, that, you know, just as Christ came to earth, just as God was made man for us, we should meet people where they are and help them and walk with them to where Christ might want them to be. so first, we ought to meet them where they are, right? If someone has no knowledge of Christ, we can't just start talking about the Trinity, talking about the Creed, talking about all this now, right? We should start off just by saying, you know, do you believe there is a God? And then go on from there. And then the best type of witness, you know, I, you know, I, I feel from my experience is, is to tell others how God has worked in your life that usually sort of moves people by just sharing your own experience um so let us continue this week with 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 that reverence and that gentleness and bringing others closer to Christ by meeting them wh- where there are wh- where they are um and moving on to t- today's gospel you know, it's a very important gospel um and very special to my heart um and I'll tell you in a little bit um, how so. You know, Jesus was talking to his disciples um, and he was sort of, sort of preparing them for when he leaves, when he goes back to his father. And he wants to sort of tell the apostles that the most important thing is, is to love. Just as the father has loved me, so I love you. And my command isn't following any strict rules any guidelines, but to love. My command for you is to love and to love one another. And then he tells us um, that he will send another advocate, the Holy Spirit, that even though he is no longer with us as he was with the apostles, that he he still is very much present with him by the Holy Spirit and, and that this advocate, this Holy Spirit, will be with him will guide them, will lead them, will encourage them, and will strengthen them whenever they need it, right? And the, and the line here that touches me the most is, um, I will not leave you orphans. I will, come to, I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. And on that day you will realize that i am in my father and you are in me and i in you that line i will not leave you orphans spoke very loudly to me when my father passed away when he was only 58 about um, 12 years ago Um, because i felt alone i felt um, sad and I was in grieving and mourning and, and not knowing what to do now that my father is gone. How can I continue to, to be the son that I ought to be for my mother? How can I continue to be the brother that I should for my sisters? And, and to be the uncle for my niece and for my cousins and, and a friend to all those who love me so dearly. How, how can I do that? And this line, I will not leave you orphans. spoke to me because I felt that the Lord was trying to strengthen me, saying, I know your dad is no longer here with you physically, but I am here. And your father is also with you in a very special way. And I believed It wasn't always easy, but I believed that that my father was with my heavenly father. And I have two wonderful fathers in heaven, right? One, my earthly father, and also my heavenly father. And I always know that I'm not alone. And I think oftentimes we can feel that way, especially in the world we live in today. When all the noise settles, when everyone else leaves and you're by yourself in your room or in your house, in your own apartment, you can feel lonely. You can feel all by yourself. But when you do feel that, let this verse speak to you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. That even when we feel the most abandoned, we feel most alone. We feel most isolated, most quarantined. Jesus says to us, "You're not alone. I'm with you." And so as we continue with this Easter season and this sixth week of Easter, as we prepare for the Ascension, let us always remember that God's with us, even when no one else is around even when all our friends leave us, even when all of our, the people who we trusted sort of leaves us, let us turn to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit who speaks to us saying, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Have a good week and I'll see you in a short few days. God bless. For more audios, videos, blog entries, and other resources, please visit us at www.belovedsonministry.org.